Too late, replied a hardcore chola with a nasty look in her eye. If Miksha was going to be sexing her man, she wanted to make sure that it would be a one-time event associated with a lot of pain. An overhand left flew and the beatdown was on. Miksha fought like a wolf. Black and brown fists and feet flew everywhere. The 22nd Street Mercs, short for mercenaries, were a clique made up of both blacks and Hispanics. Their crew wasn't about color. It was about territory. Miksha wanted in. Ever since the age of six, all she had ever wanted was in. The Mercs were her idols, her role models, her ultimate fantasy. Tonight was the night Miksha had dreamed about. She sucked in school. Her mother was a drug addict. She had never met her father. Causing trouble was the only thing Miksha was any good at. Finally, it was paying off. Miksha wasn't just getting pounded. She was getting a family. Gangsta love is what it's called. Over the course of the next year, Miksha got even crazier. She started sniffing glue, putting in work for her crew, and getting tats. Mercs for Life was scripted across the top of her left breast, with the 22nd Street logo just over her heart. Smoking, drinking, flunking, fighting, dropping out, building a rep, running up a criminal record, in Juvie Hall, out of Juvie Hall, doing drugs, selling drugs, beefing with the O1Os. Oh yeah, beefing big time with the O1Os. The O1Os were the arch enemy of the 22nd Street Mercs. They had taken their gang name from the middle three numbers of their neighborhood zip code. Nobody could count how many teenagers had died in the years that they'd been feuding, but the bitterness ran long and deep. Even if there was only one Merc and six O1Os, a Merc was expected to claim their hood and fight. Pain and death be damned. The brawling had been going on for so long that adults in the community didn't even try to interfere. Random violence had become a part of everyday life, like stop signs in supermarkets. One Tuesday afternoon, Miksha heard the jingly bells of an ice cream truck pulling up to the curb by the park where she was hanging out and decided she wanted something sweet. Give me a chocolate bomb pop. That'll be two dollars. Here. Miksha pulled out a ten dollar bill and slapped it on the counter. Sorry, I'm out of singles, the ice cream man said. You have nothing smaller? Nah, this all I got. Hey, girl. You got change for a ten-dollar bill? Miksha asked a kid nearby. Maybe. As Miksha waited to see if her ten could be broken, a crew of gangbangers rolled up, creeping style, in a green Ford Escort. They had caught Miksha slipping. Now, it looks like I only have eight. Oh, shit! Miksha screamed. That's right, bitch! Oh, one oh! Pop, pop! 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 A semi-automatic handgun sprayed Miksha with bullets. She tried to run, but only made it five feet before her chest was pumped with hollow points. The ice cream man dove to the floor of his truck. 
Little kids screamed and took off for the playground. The girl who had tried to make change for Miksha's $10 bill didn't even try to run. She didn't know Miksha. All she had wanted was a rainbow eclair. That's right, bitch! Oh, one oh. And that's how Tina Marissa Anderson died. With $8 in her wallet at the age of 14. Chapter 2 R.P.R.T. That's how Tina's death was known around the hood. It was nothing more than a simple R.P.R.T. Wrong place, wrong time. Each member of the Anderson family took the news of Tina's murder in a different way.